and thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Possibilities podcast. My name's Monique Moreau, and I'm here with Amanda Tenler. Hello. And today we have a special guest, uh, Daniela Del Campo, and I'm sure I'm not spe- saying that name that well, but uh, she's our guest from Spain, and she's visiting LA this summer, and we're going to be talking about um, pretty much what assisted living is like in Spain with our guest, and we're also going to talk about the TV show Atypical that premiered on Netflix. But first, um, Amanda, what have you been up to lately? Well, the good news is we're planning to go to the solar eclipse in Salem. Um, Brian's birthday is coming up, so we're going to head out and do that for his birthday. And then aside from that, we've been dealing with lots of interesting things with our cars, which has been stressful and... I don't know if we've been doing that many other things, just day-to-day life stuff. Yeah. (laughs) What's been going on with your cars? Just (laughs) like. (laughs) Well, my car one day sort of touched somebody else's car. (laughs) And so it's, yeah, lots of back and forth with that and um, deciding how to get rental cars taken care of and repairs and (laughs) all of that fun stuff and the insurance company not doing the paperwork correctly and then having to go back. So yeah, I just today got a rental car and my car was in an accident more than a week ago. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been an interesting week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what have I been up to? I feel like I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, we're actually going up to Yosemite this weekend and I guess we're going to see part of the eclipse there. It's not like the full eclipse, but Um, we're going to get there Monday morning and just like hang out and then leave and come home. (laughs) But, um, then I also went to the courthouse, the LA metropolitan courthouse two days ago. Was it two days ago? It feels like it just happened still. (laughs) And I was dealing with just some stupid ticket that I got two weeks ago and they were like, basically it's like the worst experience ever. You have to, it's so stay on top of your car stuff guys I know mine (laughs) mine was just kind of a little like problem but it's like stay on top of it so you don't have to go to the courthouse because you get in there and you have to sit there and they don't let you use your phone or like put sunglasses on or talk to anyone you just are there with your thoughts for two hours and they'll lecture you on stuff that has nothing to do with your life or anything they're like you red light camera people here's a speech about why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing and you just have to sit there and just wait and like Everyone just has, like, they, at first everyone just smelled like cologne or perfume, and then as the day went on, they started just smelling bad, and I was like, this is horrible, and the judge was just, like, kind of mean, and I was, I thought I was just going to be, like, a couple bucks for the ticket, that's what the judge said, and then you get down to the cashier, and they're like, well, there's court fees involved, so it's, like, double the amount that you think you're going to pay, and so I was, like, so annoyed about that, and then I just, like, couldn't do anything for like two days (laughs) and I kept screwing everything up too I tried to send Malcolm an email like right after the court thing about what we're gonna do today (laughs) Malcolm's our sound recorder and (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah what I ended up doing was I wrote out this whole email of what we needed and then I saved it to drafts I didn't even send it (laughs) and Malcolm last night was like what are we doing tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh man yeah (laughs) yeah and well, so, I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I thought I sent an email. I wrote down, of, like, two paragraphs of stuff. 
But yeah, it was so bad. And I was just like, like I came home and I just kind of like laid in bed and cried. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just tired. And yeah, and my neck hurt from just sitting in these chairs that were broken. All of the chairs in the courthouse were broken. They like, it felt like you're going to fall out of them at any moment. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And um, I'm, I go back to like full-time work. Well, full time for me uh, Monday, so it's gonna be fun. Monday while you're in Yosemite. Well, I we're driving back up, and I'm gonna get back and have to teach lessons. So in the same day, yeah. Oh my gosh, I know, but whatever. I th- I only teach like two students Monday. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do to mm-hmm. see the things you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have oh on Friday. Um, the TV show Atypical premiered on Netflix, and so I watched it all this weekend, and I think Amanda did too. Binge-watched it? Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to watch one episode, because usually it takes me a lot to get through an episode of something, and Mm -hmm. I was like, got through the first one, and I was like, okay, and then I watched the second one, and I was like, oh yeah, this is all I'm going to be doing today, I can see that, and I just sat there and watched all of them in the same day. Yeah, I think I watched three the first day, and then the rest the next day. And I, at first when I saw the previews for it, I was like, this looks kind of bad. (laughs) I was like, there's no way this is going to be a good show. And really weird because when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this feels like an ABC show. And I said that to Kevin and Kevin was like, how does an ABC show feel? And then he watched it. He was like, oh, yeah, this does seem like a network uh, one hour drama series. And then he looked it up and he was like, oh, this was produced by Netflix and ABC. I was like, how do how does ABC feel a certain way? That's so weird to me. And so that was interesting to find out. But I'm sure there's somebody in a back room somewhere that like they know whatever that feeling is that they're manufacturing and they have to have that feel that we just don't know the terminology for. I'm sure yeah. that, has, that can't be on accident. Yeah, maybe it's, it's like, like a look or something the way that it pans or the way that the dialogue happens or something Mm -hmm. interesting Hmm. yeah and then yeah so what did you think about it overall well like I said it's really hard for me to watch shows and like I watched Mm -hmm. the first couple and I was like oh okay like I was engaged by it I felt like it was I went into it with a bad attitude as Mm -hmm. well (laughs) like because I had read I had posted in our uh, Facebook feedback group the review by the guy who's autistic who had played the main character in um, the curious incident of the dog at nighttime right Mm -hmm. and he had I guess watched it and written this whole thing and I was like oh that's not that doesn't sound that good so I think I had a lot of that mentality when I started watching it but then I found like oh I like the character Mm -hmm. is it dramatized yeah it's dramatized for sure like it's very exaggerated but then I think about representations of regular characters on tv and they're also dramatized Mm -hmm. so I don't know that I feel that negatively about it I think it's kind of normal for tv to do that to people yeah and also I think it's like the first time we've had kind of a character like this aside from Max from Parenthood um but that's a kid so it's kind of easy to just be like one dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like the first character who is the main character of a TV show who is autistic. And I think they did a good job. 
I mean, I was like, I, this is not my high school experience at all in any way, <laughs> like a supportive family. Nope. That never happened or whatever. Like <clears throat> I thought that, yeah, that it was like, I was like, oh, if I had a family, like <laughs> Sam's from atypical, my whole experience would have been so much better. Yeah. And then, I mean, just spoiler alert, maybe, I don't know. I didn't really like the mom character. But then I'm like, there's so many moms that I knew in high school, like my friends' moms that I felt the same way about. I was like, maybe moms at a certain, maybe certain moms and dads are just like not great. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she's like a bad role model, but she's just like not a good person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To me, when I was watching her experience, it reminded me of some of like, we talked about this, like some of the parents that of autistic kids that I've met and how a lot of times they, one parent becomes the sole person who has responsibility and the other one doesn't. And I think that was well reflected there. And that one parent has all the terminology and the background information and mm -hmm. the other parent doesn't. Um, and I'm not saying that's representative of all, but I think that's a common theme that they definitely got right. And I think, you know, I think they're not only trying to emotionally engage people who are on the spectrum but I think they're trying to engage the families as well and so when you look at it from that perspective like with the Sesame Street thing too right um, and Julia the, the autistic character there and how that wasn't meant to like teach autistic people about autistic people it's meant to give neurotypical people a feeling about mm -hmm. autistic people that's positive and so I think also thinking about how they're viewing Sam in the context of the other characters, I still think Sam overall is viewed positively compared to all the other characters in the show who seem to have a lot more flaws. But at the same time, then I think they have to worry about maybe Sam becoming very one dimensional as well. Mm -hmm. Like everything just happens to him and he just is dealing with it where he's not like a protagonist and going mm -hmm. out and doing stuff as much. On, like, yeah. Like he's, himself. he's like a really neutral character. Like nothing, he doesn't seem to feel particularly like one way or another about a lot of stuff except for his special interests, which I was like, you know, that might have happened. I'm not sure. I'm just so dis disconnected from what teenagers are like now. <laughs> I'm like, I forget, I'm starting to forget what it's like to be a teenager. And another thing that one of the things that I thought too is, He's like literal, which is like a stereotype for autistic people. But then there are things I'm like, he's seven, he's 18. He should have known a lot of these expressions before that all of his, the people in his life use. He'll just be like, he'll take it so literally. But I'm like, he should have already known what, like, I'm going to say this word, <laughs> what like pussy was, like his someone in his in the show was like oh talking about that and using that word and he was like she oh I don't like cats or something like that and I was like how does an 18 year old boy who's mainstream schooled like how did he never hear that expression before so it's stuff like that where I'm like I don't know I don't know about that but yeah it's, still it's almost like an Amish like idea of like what he would be aware of and what he wouldn't be aware of mm -hmm. but like if this stuff is I feel like growing up, like if this stuff was around, it's easy to, even if you don't know how to use it or exactly what it means, you certainly know that it has more than one meaning. Yeah. And that one of the meanings is kind of, it's not the literal meaning of the word. It has another like separate, completely separate meaning from that, mm -hmm. even if you don't know how to use it. So yeah, I agree with you for him to just not 
yeah. have any idea about that seems pretty far-fetched. Yeah. But, you know, overall, I think they did a good job. I really, really liked Mike. Well, I, I was like, have I ever hated a character that Michael Rappaport played, like the dad character? I was just like, man, Friends, he was great. He was, like, great. And there's <laughs> there's so many times that I've just been like, man, I could, like, chill with this guy. <laughs> I was like, Michael Rappaport, like, the dad character. I was like, yeah, I, I could hang out with this guy. He seems really cool and fun. And then he has his own um, Facebook group where he just, like, rants about things. And he's, like, very left-wing and, like, very much about um, – like equal equality and stuff like that and he does these like really funny rants about it and i was like man this guy <laughs> i saw them on his twitter i didn't know he had a facebook dude yeah i went and looked him up on twitter and i was like i gotta see who this guy is <laughs> yeah funny. yeah he had a lot of like and he's like walking in the street like with his like he's like doing like a FaceTime video, but to like a, like a public yeah, like video a, and just like walking down the street, like these like, wow, this is not what I expected the dad to be like, but I hadn't remembered him from anything else. Yeah. I mean, I knew his face that he's an actor, but I couldn't remember any other roles. And Brian's like, oh yeah, I know that guy from this and this. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shows what I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I thought about it. Um, yeah. I really thought that I wouldn't like it. And I was pleasantly surprised by it all <laughs> so now um we're going going to introduce our guest um daniela del campo i want to hear you say your name though <laughs> wait, wait in a second <laughs> i'm gonna say um so daniela we met her in the uh, meetup group that we always hang out at and um i think amanda and daniela really hit it off that first time i think i was talking to someone else most of the the meetup but yeah daniela you're um, yeah, now you can say your name. Sorry. <laughs> so how do you say your name? Daniela del Campo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fancy. Like, <laughs> it's like so, it's like so beautiful when you say it with your accent. Not that it's not beautiful in my accent, but it's like, so like my brain lights up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so you, you're visiting for the summer. Yes. <laughs> so when did you get here you um have you been here like since july or i have been here from the 20 of july oh cool Thursday. <laughs> yeah and so you're in this assisted living situation in spain is it like college or is it like university or something like that or like do you attend classes there no no, what, not a half class. What do you What do you do there? This year, I don't know what I'm gonna do. What did you do last year? I went to study the secondary to the adults, secondary school, and I couldn't make it because they were they were talking all the time, especially one t- one teacher that her name is. Nando, sorry. Um, it was like you put a CD and you put that play, and then he didn't stop until you say into just stop it. That is called the glass stop. And it was very not, it was very good because I met up a lot of people in there, and I have been social with other people that they're more older than uh-huh. me 
That's good. Um, So um, I asked Daniela to watch Atypical, and she did, which is so nice. (laughs) And she actually stayed up super late until 3 a.m. to watch the whole series. So, Daniela, what did you think about the Atypical? What were your thoughts? It represents our teenager that has Asperger, and they don't want to express it to their uh, family and friends because they are scared of what is going to happen. And this um, finishes with all the taboos that they are in around our life because going to school is not easy. And especially if you are autistic and if you don't like the noise and be with a lot of people and maybe you don't and it's very crazy because mm-hmm. you don't know if they're going to hit you or um something bad is going to happen mm-hmm. yeah so did you think that sam the main character in atypical was um a good autistic character i think so uh, I can I cannot think what autistic person it could be, but with her, her things or that he don't likes noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember one friend in Spain that he don't like to listen to music and it has to be off or yeah I know some people that they don't like it so they and they you have to turn off the the music and because then they will get really crazy and very nervous. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you said you liked Sam's sister. Um because what did you think of Sam's sister in the in Atypical? That <clears throat> her life is go is has been going around her brother Sam, like for example, like when she's uh, when she is in the school, she always have to give the money to her brother to uh, to eat because if she don't give the money to Sam, Sam will will not eat. And then I like the history, like this. Uh, like some brothers meet a boy and he start being together with other boy and that give uh, that give to her support mm-hmm. to all these problems that they are around her family because he has been um he he have he hasn't received the attention that her brother has received yeah do you feel like you have a sister, right? Yeah, I have a sister. And she's one year younger than you? Yeah. Yeah, so do you think that she was a lot like the sister in Atypical? Yeah. Yeah, like a similar experience? Yes, it's like, um, like to me, I have to be going to a lot of psychologists and, and a lot of stuff. Like maybe if I got I got a bad clothes, maybe they buy me clothes more time by year than her and uh, she's jealous because maybe I can 
they let me do some things that to my sister they they don't let her do. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanna go out into four a.m. in the morning, you can go because you don't go usually. Mm-hmm. And um, if you wanna buy clothes, uh, you can buy it or anything like you need or. For example, when I buy my phone, my sister has saved the money to buy her phone. Mm-hmm. And it didn't save money. I didn't save any money to buy my phone. And my parents bought me the phone. Mm-hmm. So then she was jealous about why they buy me a phone and they didn't buy any phone to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that happens in, I think, like, the TV show Parenthood, too, the, which is has another autistic character, like, the sister. She's, like, no one really pays attention to the older sister in that TV show, and she's, like, the parents are, like, well, how do you feel about that? And she's, like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's just what I've dealt with my whole life. And then, yeah, do you feel like um, in Atypical, the sister, I forget her name now, um, she... <laughs> She's like, she wants to do a lot of stuff for herself, but she always feels like she's responsible for her brother. Have you ever felt like your sister felt similar? Um, well, um, that's, uh, maybe, um, well, I don't, I don't remember because they have maybe been a lot of things and maybe he wants to well I don't remember yeah (laughs) yeah that's fair (laughs) yeah I don't know my I think my brother was always kind of like annoyed at me growing up well I had like asthma and health problems and stuff and he we would always if there was like um, a swim meet or something because my brother was a swimmer then if I got sick my mom wouldn't come with us and but it was a big deal to my brother and so he would always be, like, jealous of that kind of stuff. Just like, oh, you guys are always paying attention to her. No one ever comes to my events. And, yeah. So I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah. So. Trying to think. My niece moved in with me when she was five and I was eight. And we lived together for many years. But at that time, right, like, you don't know anything to remember. But, I'm sh- but even I've thought back since I've realized okay, you know, a lot of the things that you struggle with are because you're autistic. I realize now that a lot of these things, and I read about like kids who are having struggles and things like that online, I think like a lot of these things like I did to her too. Like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of, because she's three years younger than me. And like, it was funny even when Max had put, uh, I mean, not Max, Sam had put his girlfriend in the closet on a typical. And I saw a lot of people online like, really upset that somebody had done that Mm -hmm. but I did that to my niece when I was like 10 (laughs) and she was like seven and I put her in the closet and I was like telling her to like memorize something and then she could come out I mean I don't know what it was right but like I was like well I mean if that's a bad representation I mean is it something else you know because to me that like that did happen like Mm -hmm. and I didn't do it to be malicious or to be mean to her I was just like 
this is how you're going to learn to do this. Like that mm-hmm. was the logical way. Like you'll want to come out of the closet. So you'll memorize this thing. <laughs> like clearly now, like that's like not appropriate. I know that as an adult, but at the time when I was like 10 years old, like it seemed very appropriate. Like, yeah. and she did <laughs> learn it and she got to come out. And like, <laughs> But it's just interesting. All these different behaviors. I find like a lot of these analysis online that I was reading, like, I think we are so different from each other. So many different, things can happen that aren't necessarily all going to be represented perfectly on a TV show. Like there's no possible way Mm -hmm. to represent everyone's experience in one person's experience. Yeah. I think it's a good start. That's how I feel. Like now that we have this show, what's going to happen next? Like who's going to be the next autistic character? Yeah. And maybe it'll be a woman who's like 32 or something. <laughs> like, I mean, there'll be a whole cast of characters yeah. <laughs> where like you get to see how autistic people interact with each other mm-hmm. and like what our culture is like a little bit and how yeah. it's different. And yeah, maybe there'll be a reality TV show for autistic people later. <laughs> it's That'd just about so our cool. meetup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People would be so confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that covers most of our thoughts on Atypical. I'm really glad you guys saw it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, uh, Daniela, um, so I have a lot of questions about what it's like in Spain for autistic people. (laughs) Um, so first of all, when were you diagnosed with Asperger's? I think when I was eight years old mm-hmm. and <clears throat> when they say that I don't know I remember I went to a lot of doctors and until they told me that I was autistic well I was Asperger and they started to give me pills mm-hmm. I don't remember all the names of the pills but uh, since I I have eight years old, I have been taking pills mm-hmm. and for sleep and to be calm in the day. And I don't like the injections. No injections. I hate if you have to take me out to get like a needle. Blow, if you need to take me out, bloat. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like the last year, they tried to get me out blood, and it's so, you're supposed to go like you don't have to have breakfast or to not have anything, mm-hmm. and I have two bananas before I went, and my psychologist came with me, and and I didn't say anything, and I went to a special room. And they take me the blood outside. It was an it was a nursery that knows how to be with autistic people mm-hmm. because she has a daughter that she is autistic, and this daughter cannot see anything. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to trick people with autistic in a. To take their blood. Yeah. Mm. So I think I'm not going to take blood. And I don't know if I'm going to put more injections in yeah. my life. Because <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you go to... There's like 
here we call it mainstream school if it's a school for everyone like pretty much every kid goes to it um were you in a school like that when you were growing up yeah I was in a school like the name like for uh, the Spanish people they will know it maybe here they don't know it it's called it was called in La Salle um uh, it wasn't very good because, well, I there was a person that they were doing me all the sums all the time with, and I have to miss class, and they do they were, uh, for example, if I was in PE class, if they will hit me, the PE coach Javier, he didn't he didn't did anything. No. So if they hit you and you are blowing, he didn't anything because he was all the time with her phone, mm. and he didn't care about the if something happened to you. Mm-hmm. And this other thing I remember when we went to a pool when I was in third grade. They, I did something wrong. I, I entered to the pool when I was supposed to be to not be into the pool. So and they take me out, and I have to be like two hours outside of the pool, and I was very cold, and then I got sick. Oh. And I think they have to still uh, learn. Have to how to be with autistic and Asperger people in the schools. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like that's kind of similar to American schools and Canadian, where they'll just kind of like no one knows the general population of the schools like don't know how to treat people with mm-hmm. Aspergers or who are on the autism spectrum. It's like bullying. That's what we call when they're your classmates were hitting you. It's yeah. like they bullied you. And here that's pretty common. Um, we did an episode on bullying. But, yeah, it's like it's interesting to hear that that's kind of still a thing that happens in other countries too. Like I think of Europe as like this educational promised land yeah it's like to me when I think of it I'm like oh I bet everyone just feels safe and happy in like all their school situations but yeah how old were you when this stuff was happening uh well I was as small so I couldn't record a lot of information if I I got say that from the five years maybe or I don't know, from the... No, wait, I'm remembering. Maybe from three years old, when I get into the school, I remember one girl that she didn't like me and she was kidding me all the time. Uh, It just came exactly to my mind. Mm -hmm. I saw the person, but it was not easy. Mm -hmm. And I have been going to regular schools and they don't know how to work with people that they cannot understand mm-hmm. how if how they give the class yeah so you you don't you don't if you don't know how to study then you are the program uh, of education is not for people that have autism mm-hmm. 
and Asperger and uh, disability. Yeah. Not for them. Yeah. If that's you have interesting. Asperger and autism, it's not a, it's not an education program for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So is it mainly because of bullying or mainly because of the teachers not knowing or is it because of like the noises and everything else that's going on? What what do you think are the biggest problems of going like autistic people being in a mainstream environment for school in Spain? Mm. The teachers now like the education starts is starting to get down because they have to take out a lot of teachers and that classes where uh, they help you. They are really busy because there are a lot of people and they start maybe the last year I was in a school. I have been three different in three different schools. Uh, well, four or five. I have been in different schools, but uh, when I was in eighth grade or ninth grade, it was like in my class, they were, we were like 25 or 26 people, and the teacher cannot go with you and help you because it has to be with the, or the other people in the class. So, mm-hmm. so it's a... Uh... It's like a big class and only one teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a complaint here too. Just like they'll stuff all these kids in a classroom and then there's just one adult looking after them and yeah. So. And I think while adults could like normally make accommodations for a student, like a child, right? If you have 30 kids in your class or something, it can be really hard to even learn about the autistic kid in your class, even if you inside would want to accommodate them. I think that because of the lack of information, they may not even know how. Mm -hmm. That's why these things like atypical or these other just representations, even if they're not perfect, are nice to have because then the teachers have experience. They could recognize when the sounds are bothering somebody or when there's too much noise or too much, you know, activity in the room or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) So then after... For example... Yeah. um, When I was in the technology class... The teacher was like, he t- he wants to talk, and he didn't realize it. He was talking so much, and the last few years I got sleep in the class, in in the school, and I didn't care because they were if they were talking so much that I was getting asleep. Oh, yeah, you just start sleeping in class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you get, you finish, there's like high school, and then there's like a little, I'm not sure how the system is there. So it's like high school is like till you're 16, and then there's like a two-year yeah. period. It's kind of like college, quote-unquote college. Um, do you want me to say the name? Yeah. Spanish? Okay, it's Batch. Sorry. The name <laughs> in Spanish is Batch that there are two years and that is like you can do it or you cannot if you don't feel like doing it you don't do it but um in Spain if you have to fa- have a job you must do it to 10 grade yeah 
um, if you don't if you don't do into ten grade, it will be more hard to find maybe a job or. Mm -hmm. And they like you say they everything that they put. Uh, to try to do the to finish into ten grade is very bad. Mm -hmm. It's not good programs mm -hmm. from that from I from what I know. They are not good programs. Yeah, especially in my city in mm. Burgos. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. What comes <sighs> after? So you have your regular school, then you have the to tenth grade, mm -hmm. then what comes after that? Two grades of for if you want to enter to the university or if you want to do a, like something other special, other very special like art that I know in my city there is a thing for do art and you cannot enter to the university if you don't have finished that to other grades. So it's yeah. kind of like, well, and the way I was described it, it's like taking two years of community college and then you go to like university and you, I think university is three years, right? In Europe? So you do. Uh, yeah, but some of them are four years, but we don't have the college show. Yeah. You just finish the school and go to university where... <clears throat> Everybody is already with her stuff and do enter there. And I know one friend told me that in her class, there were 150 people. Wow, yeah. So, so. And I don't know how they make it because if you have one, 155 people, it's like very hard. And if I see a person that has autism, for Asperger, I can see that it's going to be really difficult mm -hmm. because there will be a lot of noise and maybe they they can have a lot of big problems in that class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that you always say that because you're only 19. Yeah. But you always say it seems like it's going to be really difficult and you never say it's going to be impossible. Like it's going to be really difficult for somebody to do that. And I think that's a really good perspective because you never think that something is impossible for you. You always just think, okay, this is going to be really difficult. And do I want to do it or not? So I think I would like to be more like that. Cause sometimes for me, I think that I think things are impossible when they're really just very difficult. Mm -hmm. So nothing is impossible. Always, always is difficult, but nothing is impossible. That's a good way to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I admire that philosophy. Mm -hmm. I do. Especially at 19 to have it. I think that's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, what, so this is, you're in a facility, it's like assisted living and you only go there during the week, right? Yeah. So, and then you, I don't like it. It's horrible. Oh, so you, do you have the option to stay like all, the whole time or? Some people stay there for the whole year because they have family or I am I am lucky because I can go to my house only weekends mm -hmm. but there are some people that they can only go one week well sorry one weekend by the month mm -hmm. and in August they have uh, the vacation if they what 
the vacations there are maybe like there are like five or twenty people that they don't have family or their parents are dead. But I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys do on a daily basis? Like what do you do? Say you go back on Monday, what do you do with your time? Try to get out from the residence and <laughs> yeah. try to go and do other things. Like I don't care if they are lazy things, but I don't want to be there because maybe they can throw you a chair or... Mm, they don't let you do anything. You just have to be with 150 people or I don't know exactly, but you have to be in a room with all that noises and mm-hmm. you don't have a, ch- a room where you can be laid down and with no noise. So it's very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds hard. So you're just kind of there. That's really it. It's just like <laughs> you just hang out in this place and yeah. And what, what about your schedule? Because I remember you were telling me about your schedule and how they have you on something. That's like well, very- this year uh, I, I have been there from the from the 6th of February. So we wake up at 7.30 or 7 o'clock and they turn, our, turn on us the light and that is not funny. So I have to start sleep with earplugs and uh, eye mask. Eye mask, uh, because the noises and the lights. <clears throat> and then we have breakfast at eight o'clock. And if you are knocked down at that time, you can go. You can maybe you are not gonna breakfast, and. And then the bad thing is that you can, if you get out from your room at 8 o'clock, you cannot get back again into 5.30. So all the day, you have to pass it from room by room in the daycare. And then when you get back, the people that they work in the residence, they don't know how to be and treat with Asperger people. So you had to be there like to enter where they have all the medicines and maybe they tell you, go away, we don't want you, go away. And you are, and they don't understand you and that is a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I get to my house on Friday, my hair explodes because they don't care about you. And if they, this year they have hit me like two times in oh. my, uh, to me, to all the people. And they say, they only ask, are you okay? Or they don't, Tell him anything. So if they have killed me, I have to be quiet and and continue like nothing ha- uh, like nothing has happened. Yeah, it sounds really hard. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, there's 
It's like, what What if you needed something from your room during the day? Like, you, Yeah, just needed to go to your room and uh, escape. Yeah. Uh, you have, well, I, you don't, you cannot go. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you just have to go out with a backpack. Like, I always go with, I always go with a backpack. And if you think that you're going to need food, take it in your backpack. Mm-hmm. What all you need, take it in your backpack, because then you cannot go. Mm-hmm. If you if, if you go by if they don't know that you that you go or they see you that you're going, they uh, it can start a fight. Mm-hmm. So you have to stay with all the people, and then when you're finally get again up and to resident you find with these workers that they don't like her job and they are like get leave me alone we don't mm-hmm. want to we want to be here and we don't want to let uh, uh, know what has been how mm-hmm. has been your day yeah for yeah that's because like it's interesting those those like you know that the people who work there probably don't like their job <laughs> cuz like I don't know it sounds kind of like miserable for everyone involved. <laughs> it sounds like jail. That's what we or like cuz Danielle was telling us the other day at one of the groups that we go to on Saturday and that's what everyone's like, it's like prison. Like you have to get up at a certain time. You have to eat at a mm-hmm. certain time. You were telling us like the food they give you is not yeah. that great. You can't even keep food in your room, right, to eat. Like all these things. And it's like, wow, these are like prison style rules. Like if you leave the room, you can't come back to yeah. it until a certain time. Or it's like not- a mental hospital or something. Yeah. 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 yeah my friend was, um, she had, she was in the hospital for a while and told me like all the rules and weird things. And she wasn't allowed to like post to Facebook and like all these crazy things. And I was like, how is that helpful to anyone to be in that situation? <laughs> like, yeah. How does isolation assist in mental health? Yeah. Mental health. Like, I don't think that isolation as a human being, like, I don't think that that's necessarily the best, mm-hmm. the best option to go about. Like, yeah. Uh, so what, so you're going to go back like in, you said September, the middle of September, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then. And but, then I will start. I, if I want to say one thing more. I told Amanda the other day, you don't have privacy mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You have any you don't have any privacy. If you are in the bathroom taking a shower, someone else can enter. Wow. While you're taking a shower and mm-hmm. she starts to talk to you. Um <clears throat> you cannot unlock in the bathroom. So if you are sitting in the toilet. All the people can enter there and maybe they can start asking you and you have and you don't have privacy. Mm-hmm. So I I think for anyone who like to go in to a bathroom and then they don't knock in the door and they enter mm-hmm. and you are right there sit in the toilet. So it's not really it's not fun. Mm-hmm. And then if you see the web it, they can put uh, the uh, the web of where I am, I don't know, but it's called Aspanias, and 
they can put you pretty, but you don't know where you're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? I don't know what. <laughs> Like if, you could, if, <laughs> if you could change three things, like if you could have three three big things be different, what would be the three things that you would want the most to be different? Mm. Well, to me, more free time and and I am like the only one that maybe can travel. Mm-hmm. alone and to have more privacy that's the second one mm-hmm. and the third one I think they will have to learn more about the aspect from mm-hmm. those are really good I, yeah I have given them fi- uh, flyers but they throw it one especially one of the workers that her name is Josefina he throw it to a trash oh. so and the other workers they don't see it and there's some other thing that I don't like it mm-hmm. when they think that you're letting your phone to other person one especially one of the workers that's I'm saying the name so uh, to identify them is Anna, and I and they she goes and say, "Can I check your phone, please?" Mm-hmm. So I decide to put one bad word, word in my when I oh, turn on the phone. So if this worker sees, it's like okay. To let her think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what? So, hmm, I'm like thinking of the question. It's like, what? How long do you have to be in this program? Like, is it just like the only option, or is there like, or do you can you go to university later on or something like that? Well, I don't know. That's what I came here. Oh. Oh, yeah, because you were trying to, like, stay in California, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing is, like, there I have, uh, I only, I have to be, like, one zero days. 180. I don't, have, I don't have to be all the time. Oh, okay. But it's, like, when I get there, the crazy stuff starts coming and... Mm-hmm. You don't when you enter there, you know you know where you're entering. From mm-hmm. the outside, it looks like a private hospital. Yeah, it's the uh, the things like, for example, the bed. The beds are broke, or the beds are very bad, and they they say you, oh no, that is a good bed, a b- good bed. Uh, what are you saying that is a bad bed? Hmm. Then your back starts to hurt mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. That's like, well, when somebody does that and you say this bed is broken and they say, no, it's not. That's called gaslighting. 
It's like they're lying to you so that you believe what they say in a way that is like a manipulation, if you know what that means. So it's like that's interesting that they would try to use that against you in like a professional environment like that. Like that's really that's really kind of scary, actually. Yeah. But so, yeah, I don't know. That's so when you go back to Spain. Do you ever like, let's say, for example, you can't come to the U.S. if that doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. If you go back there is do you only have one option and that's to go back to the place you were at? Or is there another different kind of solution, too? Or is that why there wasn't another solution and that's why you came here looking for a solution? In Spain, Burgos, where I live, there's only one solution. Because that is the place they they have in so I wondering if I could come to the States I'm starting to look for and I don't know like my, my mom maybe says like I get back in February or we don't know and we know that we have to uh, leave a time there because to let us uh, of the all the things prepared if we want to move to the states i'm I'm looking forward to to move to the United States, yeah, yeah, it seems like you've had a really fun summer too. You've yeah. met all these friends and like you're it's like really pretty in California, you like to swim too, right? <laughs> yeah, but I cannot do it because I don't have a a swimming pool. I will have to go to a swimming pool mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're kind of at the end almost, but we're going to keep in touch with Daniela and make sure we know what the rest of your story is going to be because mm-hmm. now I'm like very, I'm sure our listeners will be really interested to know what happens after you go back and if you can stay in California <laughs> or you're going to come back in February, like I'm sure everyone would want to know what's going on with you. And I think uh, that's... If yeah. I come, I of course I will tell to the people that I am coming. hmm and maybe I can say I coming, but maybe if something wrong happens and then I don't come, uh, I will try to make it another time. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's okay. Everybody, we all just hope that you do get to get the best solution for you. So if that's here in the U.S., we hope that you get to come back and stay here. Mm-hmm. Hope, hope, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're at kind of the end. Um, we said if uh, if Daniela, if you wanted to do a little shout out in Spanish 21, you can do it now. But if you're too shy, that's fine too. <laughs> no, it's okay. I will do it. Uh, okay. Eh, hola, especialmente para Cristian. Eh, muchas gracias por estar ahí siempre cuando lo, lo necesito. Y que para toda la gente que me pueda escuchar en España, que ser un Asperger pues es muy difícil y puede ser que en las, las educación, la educación, si siguen quitando dinero de la educación, el señor Rajoy, pues todo se está desmoronando y está pues habiendo por eso más personas 
que están dejando cada vez más el colegio porque el señor Rajoy y sus ministros están queriéndose quedar con mucho dinero y la sanidad también se está colapsando. Necesitamos que haya más salas especiales para personas con discapacidad que no pueden esperar en una sala durante cuatro horas hasta que les atiendan. Y acabando con esto, doy las gracias también a María Merino, mi psicóloga, y Celia, muchas gracias por estar ahí cuando siempre lo necesito. Y muchas gracias, Yudcam, porque sois los que me habéis dado el impulso para estar mejor. Y que muchas gracias a, a todos por el apoyo que me que me estáis dando. Y un beso para ti, abuela, Amelia, Silvia y papá, que siempre estás ahí, eh, aunque no te hable mucho. Y Amelia, que sabes que te quiero. Bueno, esto yeah. es todo. <laughs> yeah, I think I understood a lot of that. Some of that. Lots of, lots of bits and pieces. Yeah. But, wow, your Spanish is so good, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much, Daniela, for coming on the episode. And we look forward to hearing from you again sometime. So let us know when you're back in town and stuff. Um, so if you want to reach Amanda and I, you can reach us at the regular uh places on uh, Spectrum of Possibilities, the Facebook group on asdpodcast.com. You can comment there or email us at info at uh, asdpodcast.com. You can te text us. You can tweet <laughs> at us at, uh, at loveyoubyebye. That's Amanda. And I'm at bigbadbutt. I feel like no one tweets at me because that's what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> But I'm nice and I will respond. <laughs> I'll respond respectfully. <laughs> and then we're on Instagram at love you. Bye, bye, bye. That's Amanda. And I'm at Monique and Jiminy. So we look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Or Thanks. we'll see you. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.